I am Sarah Vine and this is Sarah Vine's Female Half Hour from Mail Plus. I am joined as ever by my lovely friend and co-host Imogen Edwards-Jones. Coming up on today's show, we will be talking about the government's new conversion therapy bill. And we will be talking to Vicky Dondos, who is one of the UK's top experts on subtle anti-aging medicine. And in case you hadn't noticed, we are getting closer to Christmas. Our resident astrologer, Teresa Chung, is here to ask the stars what's in store for us this Christmas. But first, dare we? Dare we talk about COVID? Oh, God, shall we? Yes. (laughs) Seems that there's nothing else to talk about, really. I know, it's so boring. I also keep forgetting to put my mask on because mm. I've got out of the habit mm. of it, haven't you? I've got a rather... I've also, I've, uh, yeah, my masks are already disgusting and yeah, old. So mine are disgusting. I need to go and purchase some more. And mine have got chlamydia. They're so <laughs> <laughs> But it's all about Omicron. Yes, it is. Omicron, which someone tells me, in fact, readers tell me, mm. is a, an anagram of moronic. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, I thought your column this week was amazingly good, actually. About oh, how de- thank you. About how depressing the whole thing is and about how we just... Yeah. I just, yes. It was just watching the news with Nicola Sturgeon on it and her tight little little cat's arse of a mouth, <laughs> you know, telling everybody little tight rules that they've got to Big tightly bossy. abide by. Yeah. It was almost as though she was just enjoying it a, just a tiny little bit too, too much. much. Yes. And, and the world is divided into two sets of people, those who think, great, Another lockdown, brilliant. Mm, mm. Um, I won't have to do anything. I can just lie around at home making cake. Mm. And and then people like me who are just, just can't, I just can't do it. I just, I, I'm not sure I've got the mental capacity to do it. It would be fourth lockdown. Right? Mm, mm. Yes, I, yes, I think uh, it depends if you've got children or not. Mm. I think if you have children, the idea of another lockdown is yeah. m- monumentally hideous. Yeah. But I think if you don't have children, it's probably quite, quite nice. Quite nice yeah. Yes. I mean, the thing is, it just, it just, the, this whole idea of sort of zero COVID and this whole notion that we can get this thing completely eradicated is just madness. It's never going to happen. Yeah. We've got the jab. We've got the treatment protocols. It's not really going to get much better than this. I know. I agree. Also, also, everyone seems to be overreacting about this new variant. Which, yeah. Which, as far as I can work out, is, is a tickly cough and you can still taste. <laughs> I know. And I mean, I understand that the, the slight problem I think is, is that politicians are now so scared of getting it wrong that they've lost their capacity to show leadership. Yeah. And that's the thing is that being a prime minister or politician is, is not, you know, it's all about making incredibly difficult decisions to which there isn't really a correct answer. And, you know, <laughs> you've, that, that's what leadership is. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not as, it's not as easy as it looks, you know. Anyway, let's see how it progresses. Yes. Do you think now it's going to lock us up for Christmas? No, I don't think they will. Good. I think this thing is looking better than expected, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I just think we have to be quite a pushback against all these rules and regulations. Yeah. I mean, the Germans are locking up. I mean, the, in, did you see in Greece they're going to fine you 100 euros if you're not vaccinated? What? Yeah. Really? Elderly people over a certain age are going to be fined 100 euros a month until they get vaccinated. My daughter was very funny last night. She said, what I don't understand, Mummy, is why, they, if they want more people to get vaccinated, why don't they just offer them a free lollipop with every vaccination? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Because in her mind, that's... She, and I said, well, yes, but the problem is, is that with people like you around bitches, you just get people getting vaccinated 100 times just to get more free lollipops. <laughs> Do you know what? There's there's some weird anti-vaxxers at the end of my road. Are there? Yes. They so just, just stand around with placards. Why are they at the end of your I road? I don't know. And you're supposed to honk your horn if you agree with them. 
And they spend <coughs> those hours and hours just standing there with huge yellow signs. That's very bizarre, isn't yes, it? Yes, I know. I don't, I don't understand I don't, that. No, I, don't, I, I mean, I've been fully vaccinated. I don't care. Uh, vaccinate me as much as you like. I'm not fast. Yeah, but I, it just seems very bizarre. So you're supposed to, supposed to honk your horn if you agree with them. And that's, that's What can you do if you disagree with them? Uh, Is there an option? No. <laughs> Drive on by. <laughs> No, but I see. No, I think I think maybe maybe they could give a free lollipop. I mean, that might incentivise some people. Well, me, perhaps. Or you could enter a prize draw. Uh, what for, for a Mini Cooper? Yes, or something. exactly. <laughs> that would get people getting vaccinated. I'm sure that's probably against certain certain regulations. <laughs> yeah, or, or a holiday in Barbados. Oh, wouldn't that yeah, be lovely? Chance to win a holiday in Barbados if you get your booster. Yeah, I'm in there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. The government is introducing a new bill to ban conversion therapy. Mm -hmm. Conversion therapy has been condemned as a harmful attack on the lives of the LGBTQ community, which it is. Mm. You know, all, you know all that sort of terrible thing with Mr. Turin. What was he called? Who? You know, Alan Turing. Alan Turin. That's right. <laughs> Fortunately, um, we've got somebody here who knows more than exactly than me. Yes. <laughs> who I'm about to introduce. Yes. But anyway, she's just she's just introduced herself, uh, <laughs> Maya Forstutter. Anyway, Maya is joining us to explain to us um, about this bill. Um, she's co-founder of Sex Matters and is a feminist who was backed by J.K. Rowling when she lost her job for posting tweets about her views on gender and sex. Mm -hmm. So she joins me now. Maya, hi. Hello, sorry Thank for butting in. No, that was very helpful. But can you explain to us what's happening with this uh, conversion therapy bill? That's going, It's going through the Commons now, is that right? It's not been introduced to the Commons yet. It's a consultation at the moment, but the government's rushing the consultation right. in six weeks um, to try and uh, be able to put a bill in next year. Right. Um, we think about conversion therapy, like you say, things like Alan Turing, who was um, given cross-sex hormones yeah. to try to cure him of being homosexual or, you know, people being given electric shock treatment. These these awful things, but they happened in the 50s, 60s and 70s. Yeah. That's not that's not happening now. No. And so we wonder why there's the need for this urgency. Um, and what the government is doing is they've extended the idea of conversion therapy from these abhorrent acts which are already illegal and don't happen anyway mm. to talking therapies including talking therapies that might change a child from being transgender to not being transgender right and so it takes the idea of a child who may be experiencing um gender confusion, gender issues, you know, all kinds of issues about growing up mm. um, and who they've interpreted that as being uh, they're born in the wrong body. Mm. And potentially this bill, this law, if it's brought in, would criminalise teachers, parents, therapists. <clears throat> so theoretically, if you, were, if, you were a, child. if you were a parent whose child was sort of, you know, five or six and thinking, oh, I, you know, I'm a, I was born a girl, but I want to be a boy or vice versa... And you said, actually, you know, let's, let's have a chat about that. Let's explore that. You could theoretically be in hot water. Um, yes. I mean, they say it's not going to, um, you know, just sort of uh, informal chat mm. between a parent and a child won't be captured. But if you, you know, if your child was really upset about their gender mm. or, you know, just in general unhappy and you tried to take them, you looked for therapy for them, for mm. example, um, it would become much harder to find a therapist who isn't who who won't say yes your your 
daughter is really your son mm. and you must treat them as your son. Um, so, so it wouldn't sort of criminalise parents for those first initial conversations, but it would make mm. it much harder to find help. Yeah, so if you're, for example, so if we take the case of Kira Bell, who um, did have hormone therapy and then who subsequently said that she felt that actually she had just been suffering from a sort of variety of, of mental health issues and didn't really want to change her gender. I mean, presumably someone like that wouldn't, be, wouldn't have access to treatment. Exactly. And, and Kira Bell says, you know, she wishes she'd had a longer time of therapy of, mm. of somebody talking to her and trying to understand why she felt that way rather than being rushed yeah. on to. I mean, the thing is, the thing hormones. is, the thing is, these are uh, these hormone treatments are pretty irreversible. I mean, it's, I suppose, I mean, obviously it changes from person to person. But if you're going on some sort of therapy that's going to make you grow a beard mm. and facial hair, which you what, it, you can't reverse that, can you? So I suppose what, what you know, my concern with all this stuff is I don't think that anyone who is transgender should be forced to live in the wrong body or to have the wrong identity. But I do think we need to safeguard children and having had two children myself i know that they can be kind of you know they can they can go off on sort of little tangents and then come back yes. again do you know what yeah. i mean they're not they're, they're very plastic in their sort of imagination and in their personalities and 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 they don't have the maturity perhaps to understand you know what the long-term effects of something like that could be and so as a society we just need to safeguard them and make sure that when they do if and when they do decide to go down the route of you know having surgery or, or hormone therapy or whatever that they know what they're doing and that they understand that it's not necessarily reversible and so I think therapy and talking therapy is quite important because they might need to explore those issues before they actually sort of sign up for the full for the full conversion if you see what I mean. Yes absolutely and what we know from medical evidence is that most children who express a you know, cross-sex identity or gender dysphoria when they're young, or or just children who are very gender non-conforming. You mm. know, boys who are flamboyant and like to wear mm. dresses and makeup, or girls that are, um, you know, tomboys. Mm. More often than not, those children grow up to be gay or lesbian. Mm. Not always, but more than yeah. the average. Yeah. Um, and you know, but they don't necessarily recognise that that's why they feel different it, it's a kind of modern form of conversion therapy yeah. to take a child who might grow up to be gay or lesbian who hasn't had a chance to really yeah. um, understand their sexual orientation or think about it and tell them that there's something wrong with their body and they need to take hormones and cross-sex hormones that will you know not only make them grow a beard and um, their voice drop but will you know leave them sterilized yeah. and probably without um, a you know, a chance to have an adult sex life yeah. um, and, you know, risk of osteoporosis. This is a very serious medical pathway and it should be taken very, very cautiously. And so we're worried that this um, law, if it goes through, will will lead to more children being rushed down that pathway rather than having the time to explore. But I, I think what they should be announcing is just more caution around mm. this issue, not less caution around this issue. Absolutely. And they've, they've got um, Dr. Hilary Cass mm. um, is doing, you know, there's been so much concern about what's gone on at the Tavistock Clinic. Yeah. Um, in terms of children, you know, being just for the listeners who don't know, the Tavistock Sorry. Clinic is the Tavistock Clinic is an NHS funded mm. gender Gen- reassignment gender identity. Yeah, that's a, yes. yeah, and so it has. There, there are lots of problems at the Tavistock Clinic in terms of long waiting lists, um, but also pressure for clinicians mm. to diagnose children quickly and give them hormones mm. quickly. And so the the Department for Health 
has commissioned um, Dr. Hilary Cass to do an independent review of how children with gender dysphoria are treated, mm. looking at all of the medical evidence, talking to clinicians, talking to patients, talking to detransitioners, you know, young women, mm. mainly women, but also men like Kira Bell, who've, who've regretted and changed their mind. Mm. Um, and she's doing this very intensive evidence-based review mm. and meanwhile another part of government the government equalities office is trying to rush through this mm. this bill which would it, it's got criminal sanctions it would end up with teachers and therapists being threatened mm. with prison or fines well in fact for, there's, a, there's been a case in because they've done this in canada haven't they and there's been a case in canada that i was reading of recently of a father who objected to his daughter mm. his i think she was 12 when it started 12, that's uh, awfully young, undergoing isn't it? you know having all this reassignment stuff because he just didn't think that you know her actual you know her psyche had been properly explored and wasn't sure whether this was the right route for her and he's in jail he got six months really yeah God. yeah and, and and this the other thing that they've they're proposing is that if a parent wants to take their child abroad mm. um charity or a teacher or social services can apply to have their passport taken away so that that parent can't take wow. the child abroad yeah. um, and they're also pushing for police cps and social services to really go after this idea of, of conversion therapy um, and so you know there, there's a real fear of families having their children taken away yeah. if, if they're accused of of conversion therapy yeah. for saying no, I don't think you're born in the wrong body. Yeah. Do you come across a lot of people who have had uh, gender reassignment surgery or hormone treatment and have regretted it? I mean, do, what's the sort of percentage? Do we know? We, we don't know. And we know, so study in, in the US found that amongst detransitioners, so people who'd been through some treatment, some surgery, maybe not um, complete, but they you know, double mastectomies and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, 75% of them who later regretted didn't go back to their doctors at all. Mm. So they, you know, they just kind of disappeared from the system. Oh, so there's no data at all as to what's happening um, to these to these young people. Yeah. And we, you know, we're hearing, um, you know, individual stories are coming out, but lots of people don't want to go public because... No. Um, they feel ashamed mm. or they're going to be criticized um, and they, you know, they're just trying to get on with their life yeah. as best they can. And there's no support for those those young women mm. and, and young men. Maya, thank you very much. It's a huge issue. Um, is there a sort of, I don't know, is there a place anyone can find out more? Is, do you have anything on your... Yes. Yeah, so if they come to our website, which is www.sex-matters.org, yeah. we've got information about it and also... Uh, way that they can email their MP in about two minutes okay, brilliant. and tell them that they're concerned yeah. and we'd ask everyone to do that. Okay, thanks very much. Brilliant, thank you for having me. That was Maya Forsetter, co-founder of Sex Matters. You are listening to The Female Half Hour with me, Sarah Vine, and Imogen Edwards-Jones. You can visit mailplus.co.uk slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces and more. And if you want to get in touch, you can tweet us at mailplus at Westminster WAG or Imogen at Imogen EJ. So Imogen, mm. you're looking very fresh-faced. Aren't I just? 
<laughs> Listeners, you need mm. to know that Imogen's had a little bit of work done. I have had some work and it looks really rather good. It does look really does, super. Yes. Um, she's had some fillers and some profilo, I mm. think. Is that right? I've had the Holy Trinity. Yeah, what's that? Botox, profilers and profilo. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Imogen now, but she doesn't look like a fetus. But she does look, <laughs> she does look very, very um, refreshed, I think mm. is the word we're looking for. Yes, less hungover, I think. <laughs> And so, in honour of that, we're going to be joined by the person responsible for Imogen's uh, beauteous appearance mm. this morning, and that is Vicky Dondos. Hello, Vicky. Hello. <laughs> Thanks, Vicky. I'm trying not to giggle, really. <laughs> Thanks, Vicky. Thanks for my Christmas it's present. fine. You're allowed You're to laugh. So, Vicky, what we want to talk about is um, lots of us ladies of a certain age are going to be going to parties and mm. things like that. Very boring, obviously. Um what can we do in the next hmm, 10 days? Just to, yeah. <laughs> to look less rubbish. To look le- less rubbish, because we're all a bit rubbish. Okay, this is, this, is, this is tricky because, you know, I'm all about avoiding the quick fix. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's really not about the quick fix because, you, you know, this just always ends in tears. Mm. Um, but, yes, we've got 10 days. Oh, well, two weeks. So I there mean... are things. Yeah, no, we, there are things. Obviously, there are things that are just brilliant for giving a big boost mm. when that help is required. You know, I prefer, obviously, with our, you know, our clients at the clinic, we're always, you know, talking about, you know, long-term plans and mm. getting your skincare and facials and all that stuff right. And, this, you know, all that we did, that Holy Trinity is really just the cherry on the top. Mm. Um, but it does work. So mm. I think, I think I mean, yeah, I mean, which one to start with? I mean, I'd love, I mean, the skin boosters this time of year, skin boosters like profilo. Mm. I mean, they're just, they're fantastic for giving. Can you explain to our listeners what profilo is? Because they probably, they might not know. So they are injections of Mm. hyaluronic acid, um, but not like the sort of hyaluronic acid. It's not a filler. It looks like a filler. You know, when I pull out the syringe, it looks like I'm about to inject filler. It's just a clear gel, Mm. um, but it's not. This is a clear gel, hyaluronic acid, just like, you know, in creams that we're going to get deeper. We're actually Mm. going to get under the surface of the skin. And what (laughs) its job there is to draw moisture in and it does mm. that quickly even within a week a lot of people actually you know say they if they don't see anything that far through they definitely left, they feel that they're skin yes is it's like i mean you have hyaluronic acid in your body anyway don't you so you've got we it in your it, yeah. eyes and places like that it's a sort of general lubricant is that right in your skin as well but yes the problem is that we produce less and less of it as yeah. you get older so yeah so it's like having a moisturizer but from the inside like we, we call it an injectable moisturizer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. But the, but and it's like is, honey; yeah. it, it it sort of spreads. So that so people won't get sort of you Lumps don't get pockets of it no, or anything no. like that. It just sort of sp- you just yeah you can't change the face of it. You really no. can't. You know you can't get you know improved contours and mm. lift anything like that. So that's the first thing to reassure. I mean, it really mm. doesn't. Once it goes in, it can take a few hours on the face, but it does spread out and just mm. sort of coats under the skin. Mm. Um, but but the joy of it, it doesn't. It only stays in your skin. It's broken down within a month. Mm, mm. But, the, you know, this is where it really gets interesting. You know, is that, you know, yes, it's great if you get that instant hit, which a lot mm. of people do, but not everybody. But what we're really looking for is the longer-term effect of putting in the skin, mm. which is actually, it does, it stimulates the skin. It's a really yeah. lovely ingredient for you. Yeah. Because it stimulates to reduce more of its own hyaluronic acid and collagen. And what, and what, about, um, what about fillers and Botox? I mean, uh, <laughs> let's talk, let's talk. <laughs> and also, what, what about them? <laughs> And also, I wanted to also ask you about a thread lift because I get a lot of requests. Because a lot of readers ask me about thread lifts. So can we quickly Uh cover that territory? Uh Uh-huh, sure. Just, yeah, no, not for December thread lifts, I would say. No. 
I mean, it does sound like the ultimate, you know, it's, it's a hoik, right? So it's an ultimate mm. quick fix, yeah? Um, but it can, yeah, it's, it's, it will take time to settle. Well, the, well yeah, what's the a downtime on something like that then? Again, on a thread. what kind of threads you're doing and right. how many and et cetera. But it can, I, we usually say a good week. So there will be some swelling, tenderness and yeah, right. bruising. So not a Christmas Eve do then? Not, I, not something yeah, for I Christmas Eve? <laughs> No, I honestly stick to peels and skin boosts. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think, the way to go. But I, I, you do need to think about it. I mean, it shouldn't just be a sort of bought off the shelf, like I wrote, you know, a procedure, because you need yeah. to think ahead and how often you're prepared to have this, have them done, and what's your sort of longer term plan. Yeah. Um, I think they do give a great lift, you know, in the right hands. I think you can, and, and for the right face, <laughs> because they are just very delicate future threads that we're yeah. inserting you know to try and so they're not going you know it's not surgery absolutely you know no. um but it but it can give a lovely lift um and last um you know anything from sort of nine months up to possibly around 80 months if you're lucky probably not in terms of lifting the jowls but yeah. certainly you can get a good lift in the jowls that probably won't last that long and can you have it do you, do you have to have a full thread lift or can you just have the jowls done because again yeah, jowls is something i get asked a lot about Jowls, I think you need to start from mid-face. So you do mm. need to start lifting from her up to really mm. get the better result that's going to last. Mm-hmm. But, you know, can you have just your brows or can you have just the mid-face? Yes. Mm. You know, so you don't need to do the whole shebang in the neck as well. Such. But I think if you are looking for improving sort of definition in the jawline... What think, is yeah, the best treatment, in your opinion, for the jawline? The combination. Are I you mean, asking God, for a friend? I'm asking yeah. for a friend. Yeah. Here, She's asking Vicky. for a friend. <laughs> I need you need to send face or friend to me to be able to answer that question, okay? Because you know, it's just this, I mean, I'll tell my friend. Yeah, we're getting better and better at it. We really are. Yeah. Um, but usually it is, you know, especially at the age that you know people present with. My this, friend is you know, around the age of fifty-four. On. Is she? Is she? Yes, she is. Yes, is she? Mm. Right. And three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what has it? Has this friend had any success? No. In the past? Shut up! That's no. rude. Honestly, that was so rude. Of course, I've had some success. It's not me, obviously. But it is me. No. Yes, it is actually me. Yes. No, it's not. Uh, no, I mean the thing about this friend is that they have very uh, quite a strong jaw. Do they? Yes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and, it's quite a determined. Uh, jaw. And also, they grind their teeth quite badly, oh, so they, they tend to they have do, quite yeah. bulky muscles in there. <laughs> Basically, I'm like a little sort of Rottweiler. <laughs> A little little Jack Terrier, a little Jack Russell Terrier, <laughs> worrying people's <laughs> ankles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, well maybe the fr- has friend actually have you, has, it, has she tried Botox for, mm. for that for, grinding? E- mm. Yes, she has, mm. but she eats Botox. So I mean, mm. it's a, <laughs> does in the she? sense that I use it up quite quickly. No, it's not reason. you, her. No, sorry, her. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's me. Okay. We're talking about me here. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, okay, so we, we talk about, I mean, oh God, I don't want to go textbook on you, but I mm. talk about this pyramid of treatments. Mm-hmm. So right up at the top, cherry on the top is I mean, your threadless. Threadless, mm-hmm. also Botox filler. I mean, you can use filler. If we are looking at the jawline, we very rarely just, you know, go, go straight in and put filler and define mm-hmm. the jawline. We start further higher up in the face and just mm-hmm. try and lift a little bit there as well before going directly in. Um, but those are, yeah, that's the sort of top layer of treatments. You know, jawline, I think it's really important to combine those treatments with what's mm. just under, which is these regenerative treatments. So mm. using, like profiler is a treatment that stimulates your skin 
to you know plump up and it, it, there are some energy based treatments as well that are great at so lasers and stuff skin. like that mm. yeah, yeah. La- not all mm, mm, for tightening more sort of radio frequency or right. ultrasound okay so um i don't know if you've had any experience with those. No, I haven't, it's, long, no. it's a long haul you know it's not going to be a quick although you can some of them can give you a sort of that quick tightening mm. you know it's mm. not going to last that's not what we're looking for that's not what you're doing it but some of them do will give you an instant mm sort of contraction that can last a few weeks mm. um, but really we're looking you know for a course of you know two three treatments things like morpheus 8 or there's a really exciting new device software that's coming out in the uk and in the new year mm. so ultrasound that has no uh, it's not invasive at all so that's oh, i think that just, sounds like my yeah. sound of yeah. i'm also yeah. i'm also uh, oh, i should say my friend is also a terrible coward um <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like being in pain mm. <laughs> understood so we have some pretty strong so there's lots of things that people can do and but what you're basically saying is plan ahead yes Uh, don't have anything drastic done maybe a bit of profilo just to refresh your skin but uh long-term plan and also go to somebody who's properly qualified yes for god's sake yes absolutely and i don't i don't want to be you know too negative there's nothing wrong with kicking off with a quick fix it Mm -hmm. but i think it's really important that you know you spend the time with a a practitioner to to discuss the sort of bigger picture and and expectations and where you want to be in a year's time Mm. and you know so i think yeah but there's nothing nothing brilliant and if people want to get hold of you vicky and have some of these um things done or come and have a chat with you uh what's the so wh- wh- where can they get it's vicky dondos uh, and it's medesthetics isn't it yeah medesthetics is Me- i can never say it it's the Medi- hot, I know. medesthetics <laughs> it's really hard to say medesthetics yeah medesthetics yeah you can google her brilliant thank you doc- yeah. thank you very much dr vicky lovely thank to talk you. to you good to speak to you i shall see you soon <laughs> yes she will <laughs> i'd be banging bro- knocking down your door that was dr vicky dondos of the Medesthetics clinic in london and what a lovely person she is oh, she's rather good at her job yes i know look I'm Emma a shining is example. looking beautiful today <laughs> so in case you hadn't noticed it is december <sighs> christmas <laughs> uh, but will the omicron variant take the jingle out of our christmas bells um i didn't write that by the way <laughs> That was written by the producer. That is a marvellous line. Anyway, it's time to ask our resident astrologer, Teresa Chung, for news from the stars. Teresa, hello, how are you? I'm good. Um, Omicron's a bit menacing, the Transformers name especially. I know. Um, sounds to, I, 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 I think got... it sounds like one of those, it sounds like Thanos' bad brother in the Marvel. Unstoppable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, is it going to make a difference? I do remember you saying sometime in July that there was going to be a certain amount of bumpiness in terms of um, oh yes, she COVID. did. Don't you remember? Right. So well, I just yes. want to point out that you've obviously you were right. Thank you so much. So, I, I, I'm, I'm very humbly acknowledge that. Well, you, you know, did. It, you it, said it, it almost. You said it very clearly. It was literally the end of November, mm. beginning of December. Things are going to be a bit. I, rocky. The date I gave actually, because I, I went back to listen actually, because when you, you said we were going to chat about this, oh. I said twenty first, twenty second of November would be a turning point, and that was when we heard about the Austria lockdown. Mm. Um, I remember, and that was quite a shock to everyone. Yes. Suddenly, a country was locking down, and then I said a, f- a few weeks later there'd probably be a new variant. Mm. So, as above, so below has been yeah. operating again. But I mean, all um, those skeptics who say to me, "Why do you have an astrologer on your podcast <laughs> now?" I can say you. to them because it's right. Yes, because anyway. she can see the future. Yes, because it is in the stars. I, I don't. Think, I think it's probabilistic. What I'm looking at is what's happening in the heavens is kind of like a map. 
And that can, you know, like the moon influences the tides, it can influence what's down below. But of course, we have free choice. So that's what I always say. Mm. Yes. But what's rumbling in the heavens right now, as I've said many times, I think on this podcast, is reminiscent of um, 1934 to 41, uh, World War II, where, yeah, I can't say it, a certain planet is in Taurus. <laughs> or trans oh, is it the Uranus? <laughs> yes, it is. And it only moves every four, 84 years. It needs to have um, some Senecat then. If yes. It only moves every 84, 84 years. 84 so, years? It's a good laxative. Yeah, Uranus takes that long to have a movement. Oh, this is awful. But anyway, it's currently returning to that and it kind of the similar sort of effects of small battles and slow progress. Um, we are winning the war, but I, I, looking ahead to December, I think things aren't going to, there are going to be restrictions. It certainly won't be as bad as last last Christmas, but mm. there are going to be in restrictions, certainly until December the 28th, mm. because Jupiter, which is the lucky planet, has been in Aquarius, which is an air sign, and air, of course, is to do with COVID, coughing mm. and whatever. So that's been a problem, but it goes into Pisces December the 28th, and Pisces is on my emotions and feelings. So mm. I think that's when things might start to improve and, mm. you know, we might be able to breathe a bit better. Mm. But it's not until um, a Jupiter goes into Aries in the spring that there's a new beginning. Mm. Well, the start, I think, of the beginning of the end. Although I do think we have to learn to live with COVID as we're all starting to at the moment. A date to watch out for is December the 19th when Venus is retrograde in Capricorn. Now, that'll be a time um, where people should, you know, don't go back to exes or revisit the past. You know, Venus is in retrograde. It'll be a time when people are looking back, hankering back to something. Hmm. And it's actually a bit of a warning to just stay in the present and learn the lessons from the past. Yeah. Um, so December the 19th, a bit of a tricky time relationship-wise. Mm. Um, December the 28th, I think, we will start shifting a bit with these restrictions. But mm. I think it's going to be a bit restrictive throughout December because of caution, mm. you know, because of past form. You know, we, we've, learnt, we've learnt that acting fast can have, make a difference. Mm. Mm. <sighs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, dear! I'm trying to uplift. It is, on the, it is, it is getting... Spring 22 looks good. good. Spring 22? Well, yeah, but it's not far off. Oh, God, I've given up it's by then. It's not that bad. <laughs> going to be as bad as last christmas but you know um you know you know the the aquarius the aspects with aquarius with is all about breathing Mm. you know it's going to shift out the end of december going into pisces Mm. and then into aries new beginnings aries always saves the world does it as an aries obviously because they're (laughs) super tip-top people i can see your cape from here Oh yes. Oh I well, know. good, so, Teresa. Well, thank you. So, so uh, yeah. Well, so some sort of restriction, but hopefully not too much. I don't think they can really yeah. do a proper lockdown. No, they can't because everyone would be so cross. Everyone would be very cross. <laughs> I don't think that that would be that would not be possible no. anymore. I think no, I think we've, we've all learned. Yeah. Well, that's good to know because you were right about it. Yeah. So obviously now you're right about it again. So hooray! But, no but the new variant, you know, it, it sounds menacing, but I'm sure they will get a handle on it. Uh, when we've all learned, haven't we? We've all you know the decisions we make on a daily basis yeah. we've all but i mean there are going to be lots and lots of new variants we just can't have a we can't wet our pants every time there's a new variant unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's my view it's going to be a, a month of, of truth and self-talk mm. as well with communication being key mm. you know a time to look at diet and and 
and to look back on the past, not discard everything of value, but to learn from it. Mm. That's mm. the lesson of December with all the aspects there. Yes. Thanks, Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. I'm so sorry. (laughs) She really is a Debbie Downer, isn't she? Uh, No, I'm not. No, No, we're just teasing you. Teresa, it's fine. Don't worry. It's okay. We can take it. We're big girls. (laughs) I want to uplift. I want to uplift. You know, the stars are beautiful when you look up at them. They're not menacing. Yes. Think of that. Yes. Good. Excellent. (laughs) Right. Well. That was Therese Chung. <laughs> wow. Not getting her on again. No, She's got no good no. news. <laughs> no. Honestly. Therese, thanks. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. Bye-bye. That was spiritualist and author of the Encyclopedia of Birthdays, Teresa Chung. If you enjoy listening to The Half Hour, why not visit mailplus.co.uk slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces and more. If you want to get in touch, tweet us at mailplus, me at Westminster Wag or Imogen at Imogen EJ. You've been listening to The Female Half Hour with me, Sarah Vine. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>